Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I, of course, am your host, Kim Doyle, and I'm super excited to have my guest on, mainly because his uh, book writing challenge is pretty magical. My guest today is Darby Rollins. Uh, Darby and I connected through the Conversion AI group. I followed what he was doing. Now, for those of you who also aren't familiar with Jarvis, that is the robot, the bot for Conversion AI. We're going to go into that a little bit more, but... Darby, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so we're going to jump right into the book challenge. But before we do that, I always love hearing a little bit of the backstory. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, just give the listeners a little bit of who you are, how you got here, and what you do. Yeah, of course. Um, So my story um, in the entrepreneurship world kind of started back in 2017, where I um, dove into real estate and trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, to build a business that I could, you know, create a life that I enjoyed around. And that led me a lot of different directions um, over the course of the next year. I ended up landing outside of real estate in um, e-commerce and specifically Amazon. So I started an Amazon private label brand um, and got that up and launched and uh, had some success with it, but, you know, learned a lot of, you know, had a lot of pretty big failures from it as a result of it just being my first you know, big venture, me going all in on something. And um, it opened up the opportunity, um, the doorway for me to uh, um, really dive into um, copywriting and make a pivot from just being an Amazon seller to helping other people sell more products on Amazon as well um, from just the stuff that I learned from going through that process on my own. So over the last few years, I've um, built optimized written listings for over 1300 different Amazon listings, uh, me and a small team of mine. And uh, so we're doing a lot of copywriting and uh, especially over the last year um, with everything that was going on in the world, um, trying to figure out how can I uh, leverage my skills, grow my team and really, you know, make the right next steps going into 2021. Um, And that's where uh, I, you know, connected, you know, again, with uh, Austin and Dave at Conversion AI, you know, you know, they you know, back in December 2020, you know, they were just getting their hands <laughs> hands dirty with uh, playing around with with creating Jarvis. And, uh, you know, I, you know, close with the close with the team over the last few years. And I saw a lot of really awesome application immediately towards helping me build um, high quality e-commerce listings much faster and at a lot larger scale using this tool. So, started working with them in January of this year. And uh, at the end of January, um, I decided to challenge myself using this tool Jarvis. Hey, why don't I write a book um, about my knowledge and experience with Amazon um, copywriting, Amazon listing, building, things of that nature. Um, And I challenged myself to do it in a weekend. You know, we're all busy um, doing our, our, our stuff. And so I wanted to just get my head down and see if I could use this AI to help me write a book. I'd always put it off. Um, writer's block is, you know, still something I struggle with, but thankfully now we have Jarvis and, uh, and the community around it that is really helping break through that writer's block and, and create this really high quality content at a rate that has never been seen before. So that's kind of what, what led me to, 
um, into books, I guess. And so after I wrote that first book, I shared with the community how I did it in a weekend using the AI and the structure of the outline and everything. And back, so in February, we kicked off the first seven day book challenge. And from that, I think uh, 12 or 13, maybe more books actually got published from members of the community. Some had never been published or never written a book before. It was the first book. Um, some it was a lifelong dream. Some wanted it as a lead magnet for their business. Some just wanted something to, to get out. They had an idea for a long time. They just took the challenge to get it done in a week. And so that's kind of where um, things are taking me now. Um, I still have a few Amazon copywriting clients that I work with, but um, putting a lot, lot of focus on working with the team at, um, you know, building Jarvis inputs there and then delivering really, really high quality actionable trainings to the members of Jarvis Underground, our, um, our community of, you know, people learning how to use AI to write books. And, uh, that's, that's where we'll be, where we're kicking off the next challenge, which is on, uh, July 12th and you'll be joining us, Kim. So I'm super excited to have you there. Thank you. Me too. And I've been, I've started going through the materials now that my move is settled and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. It's, you know, just the, the structure of the challenge is amazing. We'll get into that. But before we dig a little bit more into Jarvis. <laughs> so for the listeners, this is our round two of kicking this podcast off. And I had to, I, I called out to Darby because he is a self-proclaimed tacopreneur, which I just think is a fun fact that everybody needs to know. <laughs> um, you're also a game designer though, too. And I, I totally want to focus on Jarvis. Can you tell us a little bit, though, about Play Side Hustle? Because you are certainly not resting on your laurels with anything you're doing here. Yeah, so Play Side Hustle was a um, an idea that I think every, every one of us has had at some point, um, at least entrepreneurs. Um, you know, we're always coming up with new ideas. And Almost exactly two years ago today, um, it was on July July 5th was kind of the inception of when we decided to take this idea forward. But um, Side Hustle is the party game for entrepreneurs. It's kind of like apples to apples beat Shark Tank. Um, essentially, players play people, pair up as teams or as players um, to pitch fake business ideas to investors and win based on their pitches being funny or fundable. Um, so there's a lot of different use cases and applications for how the game can get played. Family night, you know, game night with friends, um, you know, co-working kind of team building exercises. But um, yeah, we launched it on Kickstarter in a 90 day um, window and got funded in the first 12 hours, you know, raised about, you know, about 10 grand in that campaign to fund uh, our first batch of inventory coming through, um, which uh, we used that Kickstarter launch in 2019 to spend the majority of 2020 re- really refining the production process and getting that first um, edition of the game out, um, fulfilled all those orders at the end of 2020. And uh, and now we're actually on the on the verge of uh, version two of the game, which is going to be a redesigned, reimagined edition of um, what people are already really enjoying and loving right now, um, but just in a more compact um yeah, a, comp- a more compact game. It's you know less of a carbon footprint. You know we're not using as much paper. It weighs less. It's easier to travel with. And you know at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is kind of bring that creative spirit of entrepreneurship to everybody, like the same way you would when you're watching Shark Tank on TV. Well, this is like Shark Tank in your living room. Um, so that side hustle, we do a weekly game show at two o'clock 
every Tuesday central time where we bring guests live. We play side hustle. We interview the guests about what they're up to in their business, in the world. And we're, we're looking to kind of keep expanding that on now that things are opening up more, put, you know, more like local events where people can come meet up, connect with other entrepreneurs, um, what we're calling productive play where, you know, you're actually energizing and you're like getting better as a result of playing this game versus just a mindless, let's throw some cuss words at some dirty words and combine them and, you know, have a few, few laughs. Well, you actually walk out of side hustle feeling better, feeling more energized and maybe with an idea that you can actually take action on or inspires you to do something else in your business. Well, I'm kind of pumped because it's on Amazon and Amazon does ship to Costa Rica. So, <laughs> how sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, it's it's probably going to cost me twice as much as the game cost me to get it here, but hey, it's a write off, right? So, <laughs> that's all good. But okay, so I'm going to pivot a little bit. I just think it's really cool that you're doing that and I can't wait to hear about version 2 and support you with that. So, let's kind of dig in a little bit deeper to this book challenge. But one of the questions I want to ask you so you're a copywriter, you've been doing this for a while. There seems to be, and I don't mean to get controversial by any means, but you know, it seems kind of that people have this either love or hate feeling about AI and, you know, is it going to replace copywriters or it's crap? It doesn't do this or that. What were your initial thoughts about AI writing as a copywriter before you really dug into to Jarvis? My initial thoughts, I thought it was awesome because like the hardest the hardest thing that i have that i struggle with as a copywriter and and just writer in general is like hitting that writer's block wall staring at a blank blank page and like knowing what i want to say but not being able to get that first like 20% of the way started 50% of the way there like how do i like get it to the point where i can then make edits and make revisions on it cuz it's not like everything I put out is perfect on the first try and same thing with the AI. And so um, I'm a fan of it because it helps me see things from different angles and different perspectives that I might not have thought about before. And it gets those creative juices flowing that I can then take and mold and expand upon and really create that final product. Um, I think the copywriters that are relying solely on, Hey, I write this amount of words for you. This is X. This is what you get. You pay me X. Like, if, if that's all you're leaning on is that, you know, you can write a blog post, you know, a thousand word blog post and charge X for it. Like you're going to be pretty limited anyways of what you're doing versus like how I typically work with clients is like, it's the results are based off the sales that come from the copy, right? Like it's at the end of the day, it's all about making sales with what you're writing or like driving action that's meaningful. And the Jarvis and, you know, conversion AI, I mean, they just, Simply put, it gets you to that. It gets you maybe even 80% of the way there where it can do all the heavy lifting and giving you different ideas and then allow you to come in as the human you know, editor and, and know how to take it to that final bit and put the final touches on it. Because, you know, I mean, without an editor looking at anyone's copy, like you're always going to be, you know, <laughs> this, I think this is going to give people a chance to really up-level their skill set and apply yeah. it and, and do a lot of really cool things rather than just kind of sitting back and having like a mystical prestige that you're a copywriter when <laughs> like it's all, it's really about the strategy at the end of the day, like, you know, copy is copy, but it's like, how are you directing, you know, the copy is really where the results come from. 
Well, and I'll tell you, you know, it's, so I'm also, um, I'm a little bit of a nut when it comes to newsletters. I love this whole second coming of newsletters that's happening right now. And so I do this little mastermind and I have uh, a friend who is just terrified of writing. She's like, I don't know how to write. I'm not a good writer and all of that. And the truth is I always joke with people. I'm like, if you can do one thing in your online business, it's to write as much as you can, get good at it, understand how it works. And it just takes practice and time, right? However, so she's using conversion AI and she's kicked off a newsletter and has been consistent and is now having fun writing because of Jarvis. And so I think people, and that's a really general term, right? But I think there are people who just don't think it's, you know, it's quality or it's putting stuff out there. But, you know, here's an example. So with our content creators planner, my business partner, Jody Hirsch and I, we spent probably six hours diving into story brand by Donald Miller before we did any copy. We want to make really sure we were clear who this is for, what we're doing, all that kind of stuff. I can take copy or, you know, just taglines, whatever, I can take that and put it into Jarvis. And like the Ada framework it spit out blew me away. Mm-hmm. But my input was really good, you know, and then I have a newsletter and stuff that I'm not, I'm so aware that I'm not super clear on the messaging. And so what it's spitting out isn't really hitting the mark for me. So I'm like, okay, Kim, you have to put, you have to do a little bit better with what you're putting in, in order to get better coming out at the same time. Still, what it spits out, I'm like, oh, I can use that sentence, or I can take that and put that into this template. So, you know, what are your thoughts in terms of what people are using when they jump into conversion AI and start using Jarvis in terms of what it puts out? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, um, Kim. Like the the input is so critical with all of this because you know at the end of the day, it's a it's a robot, it's a machine. Like it, it only has so many data points to pull from, and its outputs are directly related, you know, 99% of the time to what you're inputting. Like, because it's a machine, it's not perfect. Sometimes it does kind of go off a little tangent here and there and it's getting better, right? It's a, it wasn't even a thing six months ago. Um, but, you know, just like anyone writing any copy, right? Like if you're going to dive deep into story brand and spend the time and the hours to understand your avatar, like that's the hard work that most people skip over anyways. And it's why people's copy just resonates more is because they just understand what they're offering to their customers because they understand where their customers are and the copy speaks to them, you know, in a way that resonates as opposed to just clicking, Hey Jarvis, give me five AIDAs. And I hope that one of these converts, right? There's a lot of work that goes before it. Right. And that's kind of one thing with inside the challenges. I'm sure you've noticed is we don't even really talk about Jarvis until the preparation and like the pre-work and the research is done because, you know, once you get that out of the way, then you can really focus on the writing and getting the bulk of that content out. Exactly. It's, it's a planning and the prep, which, so I will tell you a friend of mine, uh, Jan Koch, he went through your, your Jarvis mm-hmm. and he's like, Kim, have you seen this? Which is what got me into conversion AI at the beginning. He's like, let me show you how I wrote his virtual summit mastery book and, and nailed it. I was like, Oh my God. And he showed me his outline. So a couple things with, I, I want to ask you about that. Let's dig into the challenge now. Um, so I'm going through the material and for everybody listening, there is a, uh, a membership. They've got complete training in there. You can dive in even before the challenge begins, which is fantastic in creating your outline. Um, are there anything, how do I want to say this? Are there any commonalities you see with people coming to the challenge and a fear of writing a book? Is there a, like, oh my God, I can't write a book. This is too big. Or do you see any commonalities with, with 
people coming in to write their books? From just like hesitation, like what's, what's been stopping people before? Yeah, I, I, let's, let's hit the mindset piece. I think that's the biggest piece involved yeah, in all I, this. Absolutely. Um, you know, writing a book is a daunting task. Like just the thought of writing, like, again, like context of a book can, can range drastically, right? Like you can talk about writing Pride and Prejudice, like, you know, you know, 50, 60, 100,000, you know, word book, or you can write a, a children's book that's, you know, a lot smaller and is designed completely differently, right? And so um, there's definitely a spectrum of the type of books that we are talking to people about writing. But one of the commonalities is um, most of the books right now that are coming through and that are seeing success at like the speed that we're seeing the success are nonfiction. And it's, and they're being written by people that are already experts and thought leaders on a specific topic. But the one thing that has been that the commonality that I'm seeing that's been consistently stopping people from even getting that book started is like one, it's like, this is going to take forever, right? This book is going to take years to write. It's just a massive daunting task. And I've already got 500 things going on. I'm already spinning a bunch of plates. Like I don't want to add another plate to my mix. Right. And the second aspect of it is once I start to get down and write my book, like what is the roadmap of the, the book look like? Like it, if, if you don't understand what your outline is, it's really, really difficult to have a clear beginning to end um, in the, in the, in the, um, in the book writing process, right? Just from story brand to hero's journey to combining that with what we call the problem solving um, template, which is a proven time and time again, um, outline framework for how like best-selling nonfiction books sell. And that's where we really see a, a big, um, a light bulb go off. It's like, like, oh, I've put off writing my book because I haven't done an outline and it's been five years because <laughs> I'm stuck on what the outline looks like. And then mm -hmm. they go through Craig Hanley's training um, on his rapid outlining process. And in one of our earlier students, Michael, he, he got his whole outline done for his book in an hour. And he literally procrastinated for years and years and years. And, and that, that's, that's probably the biggest one is like, once we can get people through that, how do you build an outline? And like, what are you going to talk about? Then it's just a matter of like splitting it down to like, okay, cool. Now, how much word, how many words do you need in this chapter to get this point across? A thousand? Cool. Write a thousand words. Use Jarvis. All right, done. All right, next. Right. And because it's very A to Z, like I'm solving this problem for somebody and I can show you exactly how um, with the nonfiction style that we, that, that tends to come through this challenge with the entrepreneurs that we work with. Um, that that's the research and the outline and the preparation is our number one focus right out the gate. Um, so that it's basically like, you know, go, go to town with Jarvis. Now, like your outline's done, get your head down and just write, 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 get it out and then start to refine. And what we use is the minimum viable book um, as like the concept around this, where it doesn't have to be perfect, but let's get you something that you can get into the hands of your first readers so that you can, like get real legitimate feedback on what is, what kind of edits do you need to make? What kind of revisions you have? What didn't make sense? What did make sense, right? The biggest problem in the book publishing industry is that 90% of the people that even try to start a book, they never get it to the point where they give it to an editor. They just sit on the idea. And then it's years of their book, just collecting dust on the shelf. And that's not what we're about in the challenge. We're saying, Hey, pick a book, make it your focus, like get your stuff, get, 
get everything laid out and let's do a seven day blitz. Like let's really make some progress on your book. You'll be surprised by how much ground you can cover using Jarvis and just, you know, not putting it off till tomorrow again. Well, and I, huge. And I think the other piece of that, because you know, the, so the book I'm going to write and I'll get into it when we get there, but is it's kind of, so I have a newsletter on my site. It's called it's hashtag F the hustle. And I came up with the term years ago. It, this is not about the hustle newsletter. I just am one of those people. I'm like, I, I work hard. I, I live with intention. I'm like, but I don't believe in not living right while you're building a business. But it's, it's interesting because as I do that and I'm like, okay, so that's going to be the book. It goes along with my newsletter. It goes along with the movement. And I'm kind of like, where do I start? <laughs> Which is absolutely, I'm like a hundred percent. That's going to be the book. And, 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 and I was sitting there thinking, about, I know what I want to talk about, but literally, so this roadmap of, of the outline piece, like I'm good to go with the writing. Now, the other side of this is when you're talking about, you know, getting the minimum viable book out there and the editing piece, I have a tendency when I create content to kind of edit as I go because I format it right in WordPress and whatnot, but you're mm-hmm. saying get it out and then go back and edit. Well, so I've learned a lot about this whole book publishing process over the last six months because I've like been living it on purpose mm-hmm. and, and trying to like every single month, every single time we're doing these challenges, I'm, I, I'm actively participating as well. And one of the things that cost me a lot of extra time when I did my first book was I got all the words out first because I was just like, holy crap, Jarvis can do this. Mm-hmm. And like I used Jarvis to kind of give me all the, the different topics and touch points that I already knew that I wanted to talk about. I was just having trouble organizing them. <clears throat> And then I went back afterwards and kind of like fit them into an outline and then trim stuff up. So I went like, let's get all the words out first and then let's figure out what order they, I want to put them in. And, you know, that just, it just took a lot more time on the post editing. And so like that, where, where we're, what we found now is that you start with that outline and really like, don't try and skip over the outline first, like take the extra time on making sure that you really have a clear idea of all the chapter titles, the sub, you know, and the different topics you're going to be touching on inside of there beforehand. Um, so that, you know, you can really just like, you know, turn the, turn it up whenever it comes to, to actually writing, you know, getting the words onto the paper, I guess. Um, but a lot of the people that we, we work with now, like have a lot of the content already out there in some form. It might be Mm -hmm. like podcast interviews. It might be, they've already created a course. Um, They have like a webinar, you know, they they have a speech that they've, they put on stage and this book is like the ethos of that. Um, And so really it's just organizing the content at that point and then just being really clear about where, where it goes. And so, I mean, have you watched, uh, I'm curious how far you've gotten into the challenge right now and kind of like, where, where's the the biggest question mark for where you need to go next? Oh, I've just begun it. So I'm not super far into it yet. Um, it. And it was, it was the, um, what was the interview? You guys, there was another interview with the outlining piece of it. And I apologize. I don't remember his name. So I was going through that. Um, it's, but this is the funny piece is this is where I was talking about what I was even inputting into Jarvis. So it's like in my head, I have this, like, I know what I'm doing with this, the newsletter I'm at, you know, I don't know, 32 issues. I've been doing it for 32 weeks. It's part of me, but at the same time, I'm not clear on who it's for and the problem. It's solving. 
Mm-hmm. So I've been digging into StoryBrand at the same time prior to getting into this. So I was just wondering, you know, in terms of the outline piece, you know, where do you see, is there a, a piece of the challenge that you see people getting stuck or they're just not completing each of the elements? Well, it's not necessarily the challenge. It's that there's a lot to learn about mm-hmm. this process. If you want to come in like right out the gate and be like, oh, like, obviously this is why people get like, just never start with this process because there's a lot to learn and it's hard to take action on stuff while you're consuming content. Um, and so that was one of the things that slowed some people down initially as we were bringing in these like world-class coaches. Um, you know, we're building this challenge every single month. And, you know, after the last challenge, we realized that we really need people to spend at least a week beforehand doing the pre-work and doing the homework and going through the mm-hmm. content so that you're not bogged down by trying to watch three hours of video and then write on day one when your focus on day one should be like already have, you should already have a pretty clear picture right on day one. And so um, that's why right now we start people with, and we have a, you know, introductory overview welcome video um, that just kind of outlines the challenge. Um, And then we've got, uh, you know, really starting with Chuck Hogan is, is one of the speakers we recently brought in, but he, he's a, he used to, do some coaching with like Tony Robbins at a really high level and his entire, you know, interview is really reflecting around like your why and like really being like centered with like what you're doing this challenge for um, and doing again, like the mental prep work to do this because it is an intense week that you're putting yourself through because you need to stay focused while you're going out through this process. Um, but th- like that and the Matthew Thrush is um, another big one that that was the really one I watched yeah. was Matthew Thrush. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just, you know, he's world-class at what he does, you know, like over at this point, he's done help publish and launch and write over 300 best-selling books. And, you know, that is such a good, like way to start the laying the groundwork for a challenge like this. But, you know, instead of, it's easy to get caught up in the research as well. Right. And so that's why we want to that's why the con like the, the time frame of seven days and like, okay, give yourself a week to prep, but like give it seven days because you can accomplish a lot if you focus on one thing for seven days, right. And dedicate the time and like really know what you want your outcome to be. Um, and again, because we're all busy people, like most of us like have a business or two that we're involved in and it's easy to get distracted after the fact. But, you know, again, like, it all comes down to the outline. It comes down to knowing your who, like who, who you're writing to, why you're doing this in the first place, know your outline. And, you know, can you literally walk the person that you're speaking to? If you could speak to just one person and have this book impact one person's life, if you could pinpoint them and visualize them and then walk them from introduction to chapter one, all the way to the last chapter in the, conclu- in the conclusion, then like, don't overcomplicate it from that. Like it doesn't have to be a 50,000 word book. A lot of the books that come out of this are 15, 20,000 word, really straight to the point um, books on a very specific topic, but like they're meant to get to solve a problem, you know, and then use story integrated with the outline and with the, um, with each chapter to illustrate how they either learned like how to solve this problem or who they learned this concept from and applying it. But if, if your reader walks away from reading your book with anything at the end of each chapter, they should have 
they should feel like they got something out of their book that they can go and apply and use for themselves. For one, because you want to have, have them get to the next chapter of the book, but also like a lot of people never even finish books, right? Like they might, <laughs> totally. read the inter- they might read the introduction and maybe a chapter or two. And so what we like, like part of the way that we, we, we teach people how to position these books is like the introduction is really one of like the more important parts of it, because like one, you're like, pre-selling someone as to why they should continue to read this book, but also telling, like sharing them why this book is different. You know, how did, who are you in the first place? Like, why should they listen to you? What are your credentials? Um, Maybe the history of this problem. What does the future look like? And, you know, that introduction is really the sales page for the Mm -hmm. rest of your book, but you want to give people the invitation to reach out to you if they want to do more work with you or they want more additional resources, which is something that we do in our book published with Jarvis. And the the people that do finish this book and see results from it is because people find them through their book or they see their book and they buy their book and they say, oh my gosh, this person can solve my problem and I need it solved now. Like, sure, I could read the book, but I'd rather just hire you to do this for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Well, you know, in hearing that, it, this is one of the things that that really struck me was that that structure of that introduction and, it, and it's essentially selling people on who you are, what you do, and why you solve their problem. You're also giving people this super, I don't know, it's it's a um, a guide to their business. To be honest with you, it's sort of a guide to marketing. If you can understand that, that's where all your marketing should be stemming from. And, you know, you, there are a lot of people that are, I do this and this is what I do. And it's like, well, it's not about you. It's about your, your customer and your audience and who you're serving. So there's sort of this bonus to going through this process because it's going to help you get the clarity piece on how you market overall. Is that safe to say you think? A hundred percent. I mean, it, it, it's forcing everyone that's going through this process, right. And just writing a book in general, you have to think these type of things through. And if you don't understand your customer journey and you're going to have a really hard time articulating um, like, like how to help somebody alongside that journey. Right. And so it's, it's, uh, you know, some of the feedback that we've gotten, it's like, it's taking, you know, people might be successful in their consultancies for years and they're realizing that like, it's time to re rehab, like may revitalize some of like their, their thoughts and ideas and, and putting that in book format, they say like, wow, like I'm like re falling in love with my customer avatar or, you know, it's like you, you have to envision that person and really understand the problems that they're going through. Um, and you should, it, you should be able to, to get to those, you know, those different talking points, um, through your own experience or what you've learned as the expert that's helping them. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're the guide, like, like the story brand framework goes, like you're the guide that they're coming across that's giving them that path and that step-by-step step on that hero's journey so that they can achieve what they want to achieve. And so stepping out of your own way, it's not, this isn't a rah-rah book, look how cool I am. Like people are selfish, like they want what can help them right now. And so that's exactly what your book should do. It shouldn't be full of fluff if it's a non-fiction problem-solving type of book, like how-to it should be focused on how can I help this person achieve this result as quickly as possible and give them the opportunity to reach out um, and connect and chat more if they'd like to, you know, further the discussion beyond the book. 
That's gold. I have to tell you the story, Brian, when that connected with me that I'm like, oh, I'm the guide, you know, and I'm a Harry Potter nut. So I'm always like, I'm Dumbledore. They need to see themselves as Harry and I need to take them on this journey. Um, I would love to hear, you guys have worked with so many people now. Um, I was mentioning my friend Jan who did his virtual mastery uh, summit book. And so do you have any stories or case studies you can share about people who have successfully published their book and some of the results? I mean, I don't know if you, you know, <laughs> to speak for other people, but you guys have had, had a lot of people go through this already. Yeah. So I, I know that people are are seeing results that they're not necessarily like sharing directly with me just because like, I'm just watching what they're doing. They're getting engagement on social media. I don't know what it turns into necessarily on every occasion, but, um, you know, recently, um, Sierra, one of the, um, one of the, the woman who came through an earlier challenge, she, she reached out and said that her sales team just closed. Like she was bringing on a new sales guy and he just closed his first high ticket sale because somebody reached out to like connect to her because he saw her book on one of her Facebook lives. And so he got the book. He was like, Oh, I want to reach out and connect with someone on a call, gets on a call with their sales team. I think it was like a six or $7,000 sale. Um, but you know, I mean that she wrote that book actually in like two days, she scrapped her entire book. She was overcomplicating it during the challenge. <laughs> and then it was like 48 hours left. And she just got, just cut out all the, the noise, all the nonsense is like her book was called not a sales book. And she's just like, this is what it's going to be about. Like knocked it out in, you know, two days. And like, now it's like her process for like how, what she does in her business. And it's, you know, generating like monetary results there. Um, Austin, Austin, um, from Jarvis conversion AI, he wrote a book called subscription secrets. And he was telling me about a lady that found his book on Amazon because she was searching for someone that could help her help her nonprofit business implement, um, subscription mm-hmm. into the business model. And, uh, that's what Austin's really good at, at doing is helping brands do that. And so reached out to him through the book, totally cold track, like just researching on Google and found his book, booked a call with him, you know, and now like they're a, you know, I'm sure a subscriber to, to proof and conversion AI and all of that. So, I mean, those are two that come off the top of my head that, you know, like pretty quickly after they got their books published, they saw those results, which is why I say it. Like, you know, if you do any marketing on your book after it's done, like that's where the results are going to come from is like, how do you keep the messaging going forward? And how do you actually use the book in your marketing on the day-to-day of your business? or as a reference tool, because you put in all the hard work right now. Now it's like, okay, cool. Do I want to talk about this this week? Or do I want to talk about like all these different thoughts and ideas and, you know, things that are inside of your book. Like you can just take that content and repurpose it for stuff. You can use it just as a talking point for an interview. You can send a book to a potential client or prospect and just say like, Hey, like I wrote this book. I thought you might enjoy it. Like there's so many different ways that you can leverage the book once it's done um you know it's really up to like taking it back to day one of the challenge where we say like what are your goals with this book like what Mm -hmm. do you want it to do in the next three to five years for you in your business what do you want it to do on the first week after you launch it how many do you want to sell like how do you build a content marketing strategy that doesn't have your book launch and then die and fizzle out over the next you know, month. And then now you're sitting around with this book that has no traction behind it because you got distracted by the next shiny object. Um, and that, that's why we see the success from people that are doing business already. And they're using it as kind of like a lead gen or a credibility piece on a specific topic. 
Um, you know, in some cases, people are using these books to get booked on stages, right? Or speaking events, things of that nature. So um, a lot of good to come from it, but it really comes down to like knowing what you work. want the book to lead to. <laughs> yeah, do do the work and like understand what you want the book to, to happen, right? Because if it's like one of the speakers, uh, John Rhodes, was giving an example. He's he's helped write and publish hundreds of books, and you know, he views books as um, you're building a machine that's building a machine, right? And then you're building yeah. these books that are these ongoing twenty four seven salespeople for whatever you want it to be. How do you optimize that machine? How do you leverage that machine to grow your business and be smart about it? It might be literally one person that you want to sign as a client. Like John gave an example. He wrote, like he went and did a, wrote an entire book, a physical, like did the whole entire process start to finish for one company, for one client and used like literal like examples inside of the book of like the company, um, you know, names, like talking with the CEO, like just doing a very personalized edition of this book because he was aiming to get a pretty large contract, you know, taken care of. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, like if this one book could turn into six figures in business, like, is it worth your seven days of time to like get the hard work out? Like, like maybe, I don't know. I'll let you decide <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. It depends on your goals. But well, the thing is I was sitting, my brain is spinning from the, the content, the promotional perspective, because the same thing happens with content. That's great. So mm-hmm. this podcast is not going to do either of us any good if it's not promoted. Right. So yes, there, you can push it, but Six months down the road, when the podcast has been out, am I going to reset it? Am I going to keep it on a regular evergreen, you know, promotional schedule? And that's where people kind of lose momentum. But with the book piece, you know, uh, without getting into names and stuff. So I had a client a couple of years ago when I was doing, we were doing content marketing and email marketing <clears throat> for clients. And that's what they did is they published books for people, but we're talking I think the packages started at like 25 grand Mm -hmm. seriously. And so you look at that. And so there's twofold. One is that when you're, I don't know to the level that they were, that the client was necessarily hands off, you know, but when you're in here doing this, you've invested all this time. I feel that there is a, (laughs) the cost of, of the, the challenge that you guys run is minimal, but what you gain, it's always tell people, I'm like, don't forget who you become in the process of this. And so who people, who you become in the process of creating your own book and you get so clear on your message, it kind of circles back to that point of where we took all that time with StoryBrand and how much easier it is to generate quality input with Jarvis. So the same thing is with this book where you guys are really giving and teaching, I mean, the challenge, the framework, right? And so I was sitting here thinking, Oh my God, this would be great. You do the book and then, Oh, I could do a webinar to get the book and have an, an offer on the back end or, you know, whatever it is, but everything that you're creating in order to get your book written is also a framework for your, for the marketing of the book. Is, is that safe to say? Yeah. Like what we're like, it's like the, the program that we're, we're running on the back end of this challenge is called big ticket book machine. And it's basically, it's just that it's like, once you have the book, what else? Like, how are you going to promote it? Like, what are the, all the different moving parts? And like, like you just said, it, it's the book can be, or the webinar can promote the book. The book can promote the webinar. Like you can repurpose the book itself for so many different things. Um, 
like how do you set that system up though, right? It doesn't have to be very yeah. complicated. You just have to be really clear about what you're selling after the book. Like if you're selling a book to a free five-day challenge or a paid you know, challenge or booking a call with you to set up an appointment with one of your sales team, right? Like it, what happens after someone makes a purchase into a book? Because what you're doing with the book is you're, for one, you're proving that you can follow through with something because mm-hmm. like, again, like most people never write books in the first place. And even <laughs> an even larger amount of people that start books, like they never finish them in the first place. So just being able to like show someone a physical book and like hand it to them and say, I wrote this and I published this. Like they don't need to know you used AI. Like that's not the point. The point is that like you have it and you did it and you immediately are standing at a higher level on not like, not like the authoritative stage, like Cartman would say it, but you know, <laughs> you are now a lot more, you just have the credibility that you've done, you, you put the time in and that you've done it. And it's a, it's a way to open up conversations, right? You know, like how, how many, how can you generate more meaningful, meaningful conversations that can bring more ideal people to work with you so that you can work together, grow the business, all that fun stuff. Um, the book is the pre-sale mechanism, right? If someone buys your book and you've done the pre-selling on the front end because your marketing message was so on point and you know all the pain points that your customer avatar is dealing with and you know all the benefits that they'll get if they understand what your book teaches, then the right the right customers and clients like buy your book five, 10, 20 bucks. Does, price doesn't really matter. Like the right ones will get segmented immediately because like that's why that's why I like even just like a $5 price point. Like I just, I don't want to just have a bunch of freebies, freebie people coming and just like downloading the book and then never like consuming it. I want to at least right. like open up the transaction so that it happens. Like I don't really care to make money off of the book in the first place, but you know, if you want to just like from basic marketing funnel, like if you want someone to like keep taking these actions, like you need them to commit with their, and what better way to commit than pulling out your credit card and making a purchase with it. Right. I mean, that's, I, would, I don't know if I'm, I'm not to say that's like marketing 101, but it's like you're, it makes it that much easier for someone to, you know, feel like they can trust you at the next level, I guess. And at least you're segmenting them at that point for whatever else you want to offer them. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a key differentiator. I always, you know, to, to pull a Russell Brunson, but he says, you know, I want people to vote with their credit cards and, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a point, I, I did the whole build a list of freebie seekers and gave everything away. And then you're like, wow, that was a waste of five years. (laughs) So, you know, I, I think that to your point, the book is, is just opening a door to a relationship and it's what you do with it afterward. Um, so you got me a little bit extra excited with the big ticket book machine. So is that an offer when people have gone through the book challenge in terms of then taking the book and making it work for you? Yeah. So it's kind of a, a hybrid of like it kind of mastermind style where mm-hmm. where we have the network and the connections um, just from Zachariah, my partner and I's experience just in general. I mean, Zachariah is, you know, you know, a powerhouse on this team because he, I haven't, we haven't touched on him, but he manages a company called the book patch, the book and yeah. they've helped um, 60,000 plus authors over the last um, decade or so actually get published and, and publish their books. Um, they've printed millions of copies of books um, using their warehouse out in, I think it's Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, but he's seen a lot of books come through that. He's seen a lot of things that go, that are common 
traits amongst best-selling books and he's seen things that are common traits amongst books that don't do anything. And, and so taking that experience and we're basically distilled it down to like, like, okay, we can tell you what works and what doesn't from like, this is how you should like structure like the funnel and like the, like the offer and stuff. Um, and we can help you set it up, right? Like giving you like proven templates. This is how you use the templates. This is where you put what and where. And because we've got Jarvis, we don't need to charge people an arm and a leg for copywriting, right? It's like, here's how you use Jarvis to do it. Like if you want to go pay a copywriter 20 grand to build your funnel, like be my guest, like if you like, if, and we, we do work with some people at that higher level as well, but not everyone, like, it's kind of that thing where like, not everyone needs everything. Right. And, and there's a lot right. of moving parts in the book publishing process. And so we want to, it's the big ticket book machine is like the extension of the challenge where yes, the challenge is one bit because you need a book or at least a, a pre-sell page to start taking people to buy your book so that right. you can start to get them in your funnel. How do we get people to that point of seeing that result as quickly as possible. And so that's what our number one focus is with that there. And then that can lead to PR opportunities that can lead to, you know, booking you on podcasts to, you know, working on like the content distribution side of things, like developing that strategy over the next, say like a 90 day window to like actually launch your book and have it see success. Um, You know, it opens up kind of like the world is your oyster. Let's like get focused on what makes sense for you and your business and help you develop that plan. And we can connect you with all the best people to get all the stuff done that you don't want to do with your team. And we can give it to you at a, at a better rate because like we work with them directly. Yeah. Having those relationships and being able to make the introductions, knowing that there's, you know, their, their experience and their success rates um, is huge. So uh, this is the time, This is very timely, Darby, honestly, because I'm like, I'm just getting more excited. I'm like, what can I cancel on my calendar so I can make sure I've gotten everything <laughs> done? Um, so I'd love to hear if you can a little bit. So you talked about, you know, not a sales book and what are some of the other, I was sharing yawns, but um, what are some of the other books? I mean, if you wouldn't mind sharing, if you can, just so people listening know that a, it, they don't have to be marketing books, right? And I mean, there's probably a lot of marketers and, and business books in here, but um, I would just be curious to know some of the books that people have successfully, successfully published. Yeah. I mean, or written, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the the goal of the 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 challenge is is to click publish, right? At the end of the day, we want people to go through and and click publish and get that milestone hit, and that's where like the the minimum viable book comes into play. Um, But I'm I'm just I'm kind of brainstorming right now. We got a one one of our uh, previous challenge grads, Tobias. um, I think he's based out of Germany. Um, and so he was using Jarvis and I think the program called DeepL to help with his translating, and so he's wrote a book, um, just published, you know, just a couple of weeks ago called start your adventure today. Um, you know, it's a mental guide for how to change your life and start your own business and, you know, bes- besides your own jobs in an easy way. And yeah, and it, it's his little step in process there. Um, we've had people come through and write ebook specific books on like how to like, like dog training as like a niche. Yeah. And it, they were just like, I don't even like know this, this market or this niche, but I want to go and learn how to like write an ebook to sell on Amazon and make some daily sales based on the keywords that I'm ranking for. Um, think of a, a few of the other ones that come through. I mean, libel, he, he, 
he made his book, uh, he was like a financial planner and a financial advisor. And so like very specific to targeting people in his field um, with who he can help. So it's kind of businessy. And I guess a lot of these like stem in some form in the nonfiction business side, because that's the people that we tend to attract with this challenge. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Shane, um, he took this last challenge with us and he's, he's getting really close to publishing. I think he'll be done with his book um, this week or next, maybe. Um, he's getting really close, um, but his book is called Hustle Without the Grind, um, you know, like <laughs> helping, you know, a different take on, uh, you know, avoiding burnout, you know, as entrepreneurs and like still having that hustle, but having that kind of that Zen mentality with inside of your business. Um, kind of sounds up my alley <laughs> relative to what I, yeah, I'm yeah. all about it. No, that's huge. I mean, you don't, I, I kind of threw you on the spot there, but um, no, I just think for people listening, you know, I have a tendency just because I'm in the content and marketing and, and online space that you forget, but a lot of people, you know, it's interesting, even with the, like our content creators planner, we really assumed we were going to be attracting um, digital marketers, like who understood all the basics. And it's like, oh, we've got chiropractors and photographers and dentists and, you know, people in real estate. And, and so yeah. it's, I just love that this is not only, you know, kind of that can be the front end of really driving sales and marketing your business, but the process of creating this book, to me, like my brain is spinning with the content that can be pulled out. And I was thinking of using, I'm like, I think I want to take a book and use our content framework to specifically use the book piece of this. So I'm very excited. We can talk offline about that. Um, but yeah, this is, this is super exciting. How many challenges have you guys run now? Well, we started the first official one in February and we started out doing a challenge every other week, which got pretty exhausting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on, yeah. on Zachariah and I's front. And we were like, okay, but like, like I learned best from doing things and like, mm -hmm. and just, and I think a lot of people can say the same. And so we wanted the repetition and we, we really, with how fast Jarvis continues to change and develop, um, you know, every week it's something new, just like yeah. as we speak right now, they're wrapping up a launch where there's more new things that, are, that just got announced that we can uh, use and teach people in the challenge. I think we're at number six or seven um, going into this and just the, just July 12th challenge that's coming up yeah. here. And right now we're just kind of plotting it once a month. So, you know, people can come in, prep for it, you know, really focus in that one week to, to, to focus in on that book. Um, and then after that, you know, there's, there's obviously opportunity to work with us if, if it makes sense and if it, for the right person, the right business. But yeah, I mean, just like what you're saying about before about the, the type of books that we've seen throughout all of these challenges. I mean, it does range so like dramatically for like, it's not always people that are like, oh, it's like, they're not necessarily even writing a book because they want to write a book, but they almost have to write a book because they're doctors and they need a book. And, yeah. and some of the people that come into the challenge are like, okay, I write, I like, I have like 50 clients that are doctors and like, they need books to like bring to the conferences that they speak at to give people something. And so like, he came into the challenge to like learn kind of how this process works so he can apply it with his own team to help, help them write books with those doctors that they work with. So like another, another kind of application of it is like people not even, doesn't even need to be the business owner necessarily that is coming through this challenge. Um, like 
you know, people are buying tickets to this challenge and having their team come and do the content and understand how to use Jarvis and then interview the business owner and extract the content there, kind of like a ghostwriter would. Oh, um, that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I yeah, just, yeah. Go ahead. Just because it's such a no, it's 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 such a, a time commitment. Like regardless, like if you want to learn this process and go through it and actually get it done, like you or somebody else is going to do it, right? And so you know, just at that point, it just I guess it's up to anyone to just determine what you know where their priorities need to be. Um, but also, understand you can leverage a lot of like manpower in this process. Like you don't have to be your own editor if you don't want to. You don't have to proofread your book if you don't want to. You don't have to do your cover design if you don't want to. Heck, you don't even have to write your own book if you don't want to. You need to partner with someone who can help you write the book. Um, and we're finding people that are like getting really good at writing books with Jarvis, like as like a ghostwriter that I, I know that's coming out of this. Um, not particular to me, but I mean, I, I have been approached with a few people asking if <laughs> if that's something we do offer. And so, um, you know, maybe, maybe someday, but. Oh, well, it, it reminds me just like the Jarvis community where people are like, where do I find, oh, I need a directory of people who are great with this tool and I can hire to write content. So I have no doubt that the same is, is coming out of this for people. So yeah. um, I, I have to, I feel like I've kind of cheated Darby. Like I'm like 10 times more excited. Not that I wasn't to do the book, but now I'm like, just like listening to all this. I'm so giddy about doing this challenge and um, also want to thank you. You're super patient. I know I reached out a few months ago and, you know, moving countries is not an easy task, but, um, as I look at the beach, it's well worth it. Um, so, <laughs> so it's, is it, it's not too late. This is going to be published before the challenge begins. Um, so people can join up to what, like the day. I mean, if, do you guys have a cutoff for when people can join the challenge? They can always join the following month. So it's not like it's going away. <laughs> Yeah, like like I said, we recommend that everyone signs up a week in advance, like just to get give yourself the buffer of time to consume and go through some of the content and plan out your week. Um, if you do come in like day of July twelfth, you know, if your schedule is already clear, then you can absolutely still do it. But if you know if you're you're already like limited on bandwidth, then it's it's going to be more difficult to like go through the process and get the thing out. And so I think, but again, we're doing another one in August um, date still to be decided, but anyone that buys a ticket for right now and they can't make this challenge, like we've got people that are already queued up for, for August's that the timing just didn't make sense, but you know, they're, they're planning out a month ahead of time to make sure that they have the time to go through the content and, um, and dive in, which is, you know, just make sure that you're being realistic with the amount of time that you can dedicate during the week um, to get this book out. Well, I, I also have, I, I don't know what it is about hashtags, but I have another hashtag I use and it's everything is content. So I think I'm going to try and, and sort of write and go through this in public. So I'll keep you posted on that. Like I'll create content and email and some video and stuff as I'm going through this um, because there's just a lot of power. I'm such a nut about the behind the scenes stuff and so really excited. So for everybody listening, you can go to writingwithjarvis.com. And if you don't put the pressure on yourself for the July 12th, like Darby was saying, that you can get in there, which would then essentially give you, you know, a month to, to get through the stuff. Although I'm, I am sort of glad that I'm doing not a blitz, but you know, I've got a good 
10 days, maybe when at the time of this recording. So I'll be able to get through it all. But um, this has been fantastic. I'm super glad we connected Darby. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know, or is there anywhere you'd like to send them outside of writing with Jarvis for writing for, with Jarvis.com? No, I mean, I just love anyone that that's listening to this right now, that if you have that book inside your head and you, you know that it's just been sitting there and you want to get it out and you're looking for like number one accountability to help kind of work with you along the way. Um, and also a proven process that literally dozens of people have gone through over the last few months and actually click publish. Hundreds of others have actually started this book writing process because of what Jarvis is a, like, you know, breaking the glass, um, you know, the glass barrier. Um, would love to have you join us. Um, we're continuing to add more and more, not just content, but like actual structure to the the challenge every single month. And so when you buy access to your ticket now, um, you're going to keep access to, you know, the challenge and the recordings and stuff. And of course, we'd love to work with you on an ongoing basis. But, you know, if, if at the very least is <laughs> this challenge is still and it's, I guess, month five right now of what we're doing. And it's going to be a consistent thing that we're going to continue to build on. And what we learned from it, um, running each challenge, is going to go directly back into making the next one better. Um, and and so if you want to check out the challenge, like Kim said, um, writingwithjarvis.com. But if you'd like to just check out what we're kind of about, um, we have a community called Jarvis Underground on Facebook that you can find through jarvisunderground.com. And that is a community of writers who are using Jarvis to write books, to sell books, to connect with other people um, who are on the same journey of learning how to use AI to write books. Um, And we also have a book that we just released called Published with Jarvis that literally outlines this entire challenge um, framework, gives you resources to take it on your own. If if now is not the right time, you know, to take the live challenge with us. Uh, we want to make this as accessible as possible so that, you know, my, my and Zachariah's goal is to help 10,000 new authors, you know, become published this year. And the way we can help people do that is get our book and our message into more hands. And so, um, you know, really appreciate you having me on, Kim, um, sharing this with your audience. And I would love to, to see some of you guys on Zoom with us on July 12th. Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine and I'm super excited to be a part of it. So everybody, thanks for listening. And all of the links, if you didn't catch them, will be in the show notes. So you can catch those on the post as well. Um, Have a fantastic time. Hope to see you in the challenge and we will catch you next time.